Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to your Friday. You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news, hilarious history, and a break from your week. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'm bringing y'all some crazy shit today. I uh, hope I'm y'all excited. are prepared. So... This first one, I just, I thought was kind of fun for us and the theme of our podcast. Um, so this is from <laughs> today.com uh, okay. under food. So, you know. Food? Yeah. You know that you and I love a good mimosa, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, had to take some of my wine. Where are you going this? Tropicana apologizes for suggesting mimosas are the answer to pandemic parenting. (laughs) What? Why? They are. Um, They are. Uh, Some people loved the ad, while others said it encourages using alcohol to cope with stress and drinking in secret. Oh my god. And those are are all people with giant sticks up their asses who don't understand humor. Yeah. Uh, and I think this was a very cute ad campaign. Um, this is this was written by Ronnie Cohing. It was published December 17th, 2020. Um, okay, so Tropicana Orange Juice is under fire after a cheeky ad campaign that um, suggested parents stash the ingredients for a mimosa in fridges around the house to take a break. <laughs> That's so funny. Right? Uh, the ad was found to be offensive by many social media users, including a sobriety group. Oh my god, then don't fucking watch anything. Yeah. Um, the new- We're sober, and that offends us. Well, fuck off. Yeah. You don't have to do it. It was a joke. Yeah. Uh, the new- People suck. They do. I'm upset. I'm offended that you're offended. (laughs) The new ad campaign, which has since been shut down, which is so sad because you can tell they worked really hard on it and it's really cute, um, was targeted- And the only people that say anything are people who are negative. Yeah. Um, I, (laughs) I wrote a negative review on Amazon and then I was like, I don't ever review anything else, though. And automatically, like, went through all of my other stuff and started leaving, like, positive reviews on them. Because That's I was like, funny. I don't want to be that person. True. <laughs> that just has one negative review. That just spreads negativity. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. And I was like, I mean, like, I had a legitimate complaint. But, um, <laughs> but also, Still. like, I hadn't, like, had. You gotta spread the love, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I did. And good job. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, was targeted at stressed out parents who've been home with their kids throughout the quarantine and asked so them, funny. yeah, asked them to hashtag take them a moment for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but some commenters on Twitter were offended, pointing out that the idea of drinking in secret from your family is probably not the healthiest way to cope oh with the stress of the god. pandemic. Oh my god. I hate everything. Everyone yeah. needs to get over it. And the thing that kills me is on it, they say, please drink responsibly. Like, it's, yeah, it's very a fucking clearly on joke. there. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they said, um, parents, you're juggling it all. Find the ultimate moment of brightness for yourself, wherever and whenever. With the Tropicana yes. Mimosa, of course. Uh, take a moment to help your mornings, to help make your mornings a little brighter. Um, and then, like, they've got, like, a wine refrigerator in the closet that has a bunch of Tropicana That's and so some, like... funny. Yeah. And it's really fun. Um. I love it. Yeah. The ad campaign from Mullen Low PR and Kramer Consult also asked parents how to, also asked parents to share stories of how they take breaks. Uh, celebrities like Molly Sims, Gabrielle Union, and Jerry O'Connell were slated to participate on social media. Um, in the ad, many fridges are hidden in the closet, the garage, and even in the bathroom, filled with the ingredients for brunch's favorite beverage. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I love it. Yeah. Act like we're not all drinking by ourselves right now. Exactly. Please. Uh, someone said, oh my god. The at Tropicana hashtag take him a moment campaign. Women lying to their families, sneaking off to consume alcohol hidden in secret compartments. Slamming oh, just a mim- women, huh? Yeah. Slamming yeah, a mimosa. Totally. <laughs> Slamming a mimosa in the laundry room isn't cute and it's not treating yourself. That's 1950s mother's little helper bullshit. A. Um, it's actually not and yeah. you can fuck off. Yeah. A. I they will said- absolutely do that and you can <laughs> take that to the bank. <laughs> yeah. In um, my new laundry room that my husband just built for me because he's awesome. Exactly. And also, they so, didn't say just women. They were... They included men in that. They said parents, not moms. Parents. Ugh. Twitter sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it does. <laughs> we should just get rid of Twitter altogether. We really should. But then that might mean that all the haters come to everywhere else. Because Twitter is like the most negative cesspool. Yeah. Um. Say, um. But you bring that shit to Instagram. <laughs> um. So they did, like, put out a statement because they got a lot of flack for it. Um. We want to because five people were mad. <laughs> uh, they said we want to apologize to anyone who is disappointed in or offended by our recent campaign. The intent behind it was in no way meant to imply that alcohol is the answer or to make light of the struggles of addiction. While Do we they get mad at every alcohol commercial they've ever seen too. <laughs> Fucking probably. That's my question. Probably. Oh, uh, you're insinuating that vodka is glamorous. Um, and that beer makes you interesting? And I'm offended by that. Yeah. Well, you're about to be really happy, though. People, um... Okay, good. Uh, it says, not all reactions to the ad were negative, though. Um, someone said, as a mom who likes a special mimosa and who still has to sneak away from teens to have a hot bath alone, I will be buying more Tropicana. <laughs> My little brother is a recovered alcoholic and would think the campaign is cute. Yes. Um, someone else said, hashtag cancel culture strikes again. I'm a grown up and can drink responsibly. Molly Sims TikToks have been hilarious through COVID. Also, um, like, if I have an inclination to drink alone, it won't be because I saw a fucking Tropicana commercial. Yeah. Exactly. But, like, I don't know. I thought that was, I thought that was a really cute campaign. I'm really sad they suspended it. It is! <laughs> That's amazing! Yeah. I'm sad I never saw it. Um, 
Yeah, me too. Um, oh, and now we have another lawsuit from an angry man. Yay. Uh, <laughs> this is from um, WeHoVille.com. I think it's uh, West Hollywood. Uh, yeah, West Hollywood. Um, this was published January 13th, 2021. Um, okay. Starbucks gift card lawsuit spills into arbitration spat. What? Yeah. Okay. A lawsuit filed by a man who alleges Starbucks Corp in 2019 wrongfully denied him a $1.70 cash redemption for the balance on his gift card at one of its West Hollywood stores was put on hold by a judge Wednesday due to a dispute over whether the matter should be resolved in arbitration. Oh my god. He sued Starbucks over a dollar seventy. Tried to. Yeah. Oh oh he did. He absolutely did. They've just sus- suspended it for right now. Um That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. He got mad because the teenager told him, no, it's against the policy to give you cash back for anything under ten dollars on a gift card. And he decided to sue the entire company. <laughs> I um, don't understand. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what happens in people's minds? I don't know. You go, I'm gonna sue. You, there's, they always say there's two types of people in this world. People who sue and people who don't. Mm-hmm. Right. Someone <laughs> said he was just like being petty, and I'm like, yeah, that that makes sense. Um, yes, he is. That's absurd and yeah. a waste of everyone's time. Exactly. Um, Robert Pasky brought this. This is the ultimate Karen move. It, we, yeah, it is. Karen should be renamed to Robert. Mm-hmm. Bob. <laughs> um. Bob brought the suit in Los Angeles Superior Court lawsuit on March 12, 2020, seeking compensatory and punitive damage as well as a court order that Starbucks provide cash redemptions for gift cards having a balance of less than $10. Why? Um, What are you going to do with it? (laughs) Probably use it at Starbucks. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, pay for half a coffee and like, what... Yeah. Okay. Um, Paskey, 36, also sought class action status for his lawsuit. His court papers state that the number of Starbucks gift cards in circulation with balances less than $10 is quite large. Yeah, I'm very upset that I lost a dollar on a Starbucks gift card. Heaven forbid. Yeah. Um... Starbucks attorneys on October 30th filed a motion to compel arbitration, saying he agreed to resolve any disputes in that manner when he used the gift card. Um, The arbitrator must decide whether the arbitration agreement is enforceable and whether this dispute is covered by the arbitration agreement. Um, Other Starbucks stores in California have the same practice that they won't give cash for anything less than $10 on a gift card. Well, Um, yeah, if it's the company policy, then they would. Yeah. 
And the writing on the back of the company's card states that gift cards are not redeemable for cash unless otherwise required by law. Okay, then how did he win? He didn't. Uh, they they okay, sent him to arbitration. Okay, you said that he did. <laughs> no, I okay. said that he sued. Because it seems like he's doomed for failure with all these, all this stuff. Yeah. Um... Seems and like also, he's going to have to pay a lot more than $1.70 for his lawyer when he loses this dumbass shit. Yeah. And also, like, why are you trying to get cash back for a gift card? Almost no company does that. No one does that. I have never heard of a company that does that until now, Me neither. apparently. Me neither. Um, in a sworn declaration... Uh, Paskey says the gift card was given to him as a present by a third party. He further says he did not read the information on the back of the card or visit the Starbucks website. Okay, um, that doesn't mean you get it. He said consumers should not have to undertake independent online research projects to determine their rights regarding Starbucks gift cards. You just have to flip the thing over. Yeah. Why are we being a dumbass? Why, why are we being a Karen? Why are we doing that? Ugh. So that was just that was our daily bullshit. He's gross. Yeah. <laughs> um and this last one. <laughs> no one who does this comes out looking good on the other end. <laughs> no. Everyone's just like, why? <laughs> and this last one. Um, is why we need drug ed- education in our country uh, rather than oh, just God. don't do it. Um, that doesn't work with sex and it obviously doesn't work with drugs. Um, oh, goodness. So this is by Julia Naftulin. It was published on January 12th, 2021. Uh, we started the new year off with a bang. This is from insider.com. <laughs> <laughs> Um, a man injected himself with magic mushrooms and the fungi grew in his blood, which put him into organ failure. Oh! (laughs) A man experienced organ failure after turning psychedelic mushrooms into tea that he then injected into his veins. Oh my god! Okay, I was thinking puree, so I'm glad that you said tea. Yeah, tea. <laughs> but still, I feel like one should never inject fungus no. into one's veins if one hopes to not get blood poisoning. One should not. But one did. Um, but one did. <laughs> <laughs> According to a case report out of out this week in the Journal of the Academy of Con- Consultation Liaison Psychiatry, the 30-year-old man's family brought him to a Nebraska emergency room. Oh, my God, room. he's only 30? Yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> brought him to a Nebraska emergency he's old room. He's better. Oh, he is. Uh, after they noticed, he seemed confused. The man had... Bi- <laughs> <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> he sure did. Uh, the man had bipolar disorder type 1, the doctors who wrote oh, the God. case study learned, and he hadn't been taking his medications. So this is oh man that'll yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. So he had been going through manic and depressive episodes. That will also do it. When you mm-hmm. are manic, you think that you can fight God and win. Like so it's bad, yeah. Yeah. So no wonder he did this. I'm not at he all was surprised. Like, you know what's a great idea? <laughs> Injecting. You this know what'll make mushrooms even more intense? 
Oh, oh my god. Goodness. Could you imagine mushrooms growing in your body? No! No, I couldn't. That's like the premise of The Last of Us. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, during recent episodes related to his bipolar disorder, he'd researched how he could decrease his opioid use at home. Uh, that's when he read about the what? potential... Yeah, so he... I think he was on, like, opioids for his bipolar. Right. To to calm down, and he didn't want to be taking those. Fairly. Fair enough. Uh, so that's oh, when goodness. he... I'm so sorry. You're okay. That's when he read about the potential for psilocybin. Cy- I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a drug... I've heard of people, like, microdosing and stuff, but yeah. not... In, by injecting it into your bloodstream. No. Uh, so this is the drug found in psychedelic mushrooms, a.k.a. magic mushrooms, for treating symptoms of depression and anxiety. Indeed, a mounting body of research suggests uh, that it could be a treatment for people with differing magnitudes and durations of depression who haven't had success with traditional antidepressants. Um... Yeah, I've heard of this. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. The drug is not to be injected, however, which this no. man learned from a three-week stint in the hospital. Oh, um, my God. How do you even cure something like that? I don't know. That's insane. Um, they they got smart about it, though. Um, when people want to trip on psychedelic mushrooms, they consume them as is or in the form of a powder put into a capsule or tea that is then swallowed. Right. But the man in the case study... It has study, to go through your digestion. Yeah. But the man in the case study boiled the mushrooms in water, filtered the liquid through a cotton swab, and then injected the substance into his bloodstream. A couple of days later, he started to become overly tired, vomited blood, and developed jaundice, diarrhea, and nausea. His family... Oh my god. Mm-hmm. His family found him soon after and took him to the hospital. When the doctors met the man, he couldn't give coherent interview answers, and after tests, they found he had a liver injury, his kidneys weren't functioning properly, and he'd started to go into organ failure. Um, Oh, my God. A blood sample revealed something even more shocking. The mushrooms, which thrive in dark places, because our body on the inside is dark, um, had begun to grow in the man's bloodstream. Causing the aforementioned health issues. That's insane. He needed to be put on a ventilator to breathe and had his blood filtered for toxins. Um. Wow. Doctors kept the man in the hospital for 22 days and gave him two antibiotics and one antifungal treatment, which he was prescribed to continue taking for the long term after he left the hospital. (laughs) Antifungal. That's funny. Well, he did inject a fungus into his bloodstream. I know. It's just funny. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, kudos to those doctors in Nebraska, of all places. Absolutely. Who probably don't deal with shit like that all the time. That that was a brilliant idea. Seriously. Um, Somebody had to get real creative. Oh, yeah. Gotta think it's the, the first box. time that's ever happened. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm so yawning. You're okay. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's my segment. Nice. Thanks. 
All right, there's let's not take a, a quick break. Okay. Oh, sorry, what? Oh, I was just gonna say there's not a whole lot of funny news lately, um, but <laughs> those were just interesting that I thought I'd share for sure. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Okay. All right. All right. What do you have for me? I have a little a little listicle here. Okay. Um, it says 12, but we're not going to do all 12. Um, okay. But this is 12 times women disguised as men made history. Ooh. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Oh, I hear little sneezes. You, any of you heard that adorable sneeze in the background? That was my daughter. Okay. <laughs> that was precious. <laughs> all right. I'm going to read the uh, the little... The little intro here, and then I'm going to pick and choose a few okay. of these to do, because we don't have time for 12. So, um, this is, of course, from Ranker. It's by Katie Futish? Futic? Fustish? Something. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, it's a man's world, or so the old saying goes. Though women in history haven't always been able to fight in wars, publish books, or live adventurous lives, that has never stopped women disguised as men from stepping up to the plate and taking care of business. Women who pretended to be men have helped win wars, shape nations, and set precedents for everything women are capable of. Nice. Uh, cro- I don't know if cross-dressing is still a term that we use. I think so. I okay. Cross-dressing has long has a long. I've heard both. So, uh, cross it has long been a has a long list of historical purposes. Though the public opinion and legality of cross-dressing has fluctuated throughout history, men and women have both been documented in switching up their genders for a variety of purposes, including romance, espionage, or just pure fun. Uh, they didn't used to let women act. I know <laughs> espionage. Uh, they didn't used to let women act on stage, so of course dudes mm-hmm. had to do that all the time. Yeah. Um, Though more often than not, the women who disguised themselves as men, including many on this list, swapped genders in order to avoid persecution while going about their game-changing business. People, Some of these women disguised... What? Sorry. Um, people did this so often in, like, ancient Greece that that's why they had to do the Olympics naked. Because... Oh, yeah. Because women kept sneaking on... And trying to do sports because, you know, women can also do sports. And they yes. didn't agree with that. So. What is going on outside? That's why he's being weird. Sorry. It's oh. storming, apparently, outside. And I couldn't figure out why my dog was being such a weirdo. Ah. Uh. Okay. Um. So, did you, did you lost my place. Some of these women disguised themselves as men for a single battle, while others practically lived out their entire lives as the opposite sex. Wow. Whatever their reason, we should just be thankful for the power of the pixie cut and the fake mustache. <laughs> as RuPaul has so widely taught us, wisely taught us, gender is but a construct, baby. Yes. Okay. So let's do Joan of Arc. Okay. Okay, so before she was a legend, Joan of Arc was just your average 15th century French peasant girl, worried about boys, her hair, the plague, you know, teen stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But one day, a handful of saints came to her in a vision, saying it was her duty to help lead France to victory over the English. 
Somehow, Joan found her way to court and was granted a military appointment, a.k.a. armor, a horse, and instructions to pretend she was a man. Wow. She was an exceptional military leader, and King Charles VII was a great champion of her, but the Bur- Burgundians and the English saw her as a threat. She was captured by Burgundian forces in 1430 and rushed through a religious trial in 1431, which culminated in her execution. In 1456, she was exonerated, a decision which paved the way to her eventual sainthood. Well, that's great that she was exonerated after she was executed. I know. Isn't that great? It's fantastic. We did a great job there. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. So the classic Disney animated film Mulan, with um, a live-action reboot that has happened and I still haven't seen, but I want to very much, (laughs) um, is actually based on an ancient Chinese ballad. In this tale, dated around 500 CE, does that mean AD? Uh, yes. Current era. Okay. (laughs) I can't keep up. (laughs) China is invaded and Mulan joins the army in place of her elderly father. Mulan spends more than 10 years fighting and rising through the ranks. She travels far and meets many new friends and develops a mastery of kung fu. Yet, when the war is over, she retires to her hometown and lives simply. Unfortunately, no historical evidence suggests the presence of a small Eddie Murphy dragon. (laughs) Damn. That was the one part I was really banking on being real. I know, right? All right, this one's interesting. This one's Egyptian. Okay. The Hatshepsut. Oh, sure. Oh, oh, uh, Watcher, uh, Watcher Entertainment did a puppet history on this. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'd never heard of this person. So Hatshepsut never falsified her identity as a woman, but she still certainly took matters of gender into her own hands. Hatshepsut was the second female pharaoh to rule Egypt. Didn't know there were female pharaohs. That's yes. pretty cool. And she got um, fucked over is... by her own brother. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and is regarded as one of the kingdom's greatest rulers of all time. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, male or female. While it was no secret that she was a woman, Hatshepsut asserted her authority by decking herself out in full traditional pharaoh attire, including a cot headcloth, kilt, and even a false beard. Why don't more female politicians do this? <laughs> is what it says. I mean, like, why not, y'all? Y'all get oh, on it. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> her name is very hard to say, All right. but I love it. It is very difficult. Um, All right. Hannah Snell was born in England in 1723, but spent her life disguised as a male soldier named James Gray. During her stint with the Marines, Snell was wounded in battle 12 times, including a hit to the groin. How she managed to recover from, from injury and mask her true identity is still unknown. Eventually, though, Snell revealed her gender, was honorably discharged, granted a pension, nice, and opened a pub called The Female Warrior. So that's pretty awesome. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, All right, this one's interesting. Um, Marina the Monk's male disguise was so convincing that she, quote, fathered a child. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't God. understand what this means, but let's see. Okay. Mar- Marina was still a young woman when she pledged her life as a male monk in the 8th century. Known as Marinus, she was 
She was incredibly devout, and her true identity went unquestioned, so much so that the local innkeeper's daughter, that when the local innkeeper's daughter became pregnant, she claimed Marinus was the father. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. In perhaps the greatest parenting move of the 8th century, Marinus accepted responsibility for the child and raised it as her own until her death. <laughs> That's amazing. That's incredible. And let's do one more. Okay. I love these. Okay, in 1857, Sarah Edmonds left Canada for Hartford, Connecticut in order to escape an abusive father who was who had always wanted a son. As a woman alone in a new country, Edmonds disguised herself as Franklin Thompson and worked as a traveling Bible salesman. <laughs> when the Civil War started up, Edmonds enlisted and served many roles, including nurse, courier, and spy. She only revealed her true identity to her comrades during a reunion after the war. Oh Surprisingly, my God. right? Surprisingly, her old war buddies accepted this shocking revelation and even helped Edmonds score a soldier's pension from the U.S. government. Wow. Well, look at that. All right, we'll end on this one because it's a pirate. Okay. Okay, Mary Reed, born in 1690, was one of the was one of only two women ever to be convicted of piracy in the heyday of buccaneering, the other being Anne Bonny. Reed spent most of spent much of her early life disguised as a male and even joined the British military posing as Mark Reed. After mm -hmm. her military ship was captured by pirates, Reed was forced to join them. Though she didn't join them willingly at first, she learned to enjoy the pirate life and never went back. She was eventually captured, tried, and sentenced to death, but died before she could be executed. Wow. Kind of badass. <laughs> All right. I would never want to be a pirate. We might... No, me neither. It sounds terrible. Yeah. Pirate's life is not for me. Not for me. Nope. <laughs> Though I do enjoy rum occasionally. Yeah. That's, All right. Well, that's thank you guys extent. so much for listening. <laughs> yeah, that's the only perk. <laughs> uh, remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Crooked, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Crooked. To keep the shots coming, access ex exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.